Hey, this is Dave Chris. I'm the pastor of We're One based out of Gateway Assembly, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that this equips you and encourages you in your faith to see Jesus more clearly in your life. Let's hit it. I'm excited to get into the Word. I'm excited for what God has. I was talking to somebody um, this last week, and they didn't realize that this is all live. Obviously, we've shot some of the videos, but when you're seeing this location to Pastor Steve's house or Pastor Luke or Pastor Tyler, or we got Rhonda and Abigail, different people on here, and you know we're shouting out VIPs, and we got earpieces, and we're communicating. This is all live, and I'm down here in my basement. I'm, I'm here at my location, but literally, like, let me, Pastor Luke, are you there? He's there. You got so me? there's Pastor there's Pastor Luke. I can't I can't hear it on my earpiece in, but he's live right here at his house. That's just he's just in his house. And when y'all been hearing the presence of God sweep into my message, you know it's like the best part when the keys come in and the anointing drops a little thicker, a little harder. The presence of God comes. That's when Pastor Luke starts bringing in those keys. Can you give me a little bit of that right now, Pastor Luke? Give me a little bit of that the, that keyboard, that presence. It starts coming in. You start feeling the glory of God fill this place. You know what I'm saying? I love that keyboard, man. If I could get a, if I could get a nice organ behind me, I'd take an organ too. But here's Pastor Luke. He's right here in his house. I could cut over to different locations right now as well. But I think it's so cool. We've been saying we're separate but not separated. That even in different locations, we are still so connected. And thank God, honestly, for the internet. I love when the internet and things like this can be used for the glory of God. That literally right here in my house, cut back, back to Pastor Luke here, right over to Pastor Luke's house, there he is. We are all connected, and right here we're in the presence of God together. The beauty of that is it's not just that me and him are connected. That means from us into this camera to some software to YouTube, it's connected to you. And the Word of God is wanting to connect to you, the presence of God. Not just in a keyboard, but God uses music, God uses song, God uses videos, God uses when you're taking notes or drawing or when I'm preaching, whatever it is, God uses the connectivity of the body of Christ to get out the gospel. I think it's just so cool. So we are live, in case you didn't know, we are absolutely positively live. That's why stuff drops and messes up at times, it's, you know, internet drops or it's a crazy setup, but we're live and are you ready? to get into God's Word. I'm ready. Tonight's a fun night, man. Great message God's given me. We're about to go into some fam discussions here in a little bit, and I truly believe that it's going to be an anointed night. So let's get into the Word. Uh, if you got your Bibles, I'm going to go into Philippians chapter 2, uh, verses 12 to 18. And uh, would you, however it looks for you, either standing or however you're reading the Word, would you just honor the Word of God with me as we get into it? Really, like, just pause yourself. Allow your heart to just kind of Right now, sit in his presence and really receive what this anointed word says, because his word's so anointed. Let me read it to you, starting at verse 12 of chapter 2 of Philippians. Paul writes to the church at Philippi, and he says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. We're going to talk about that. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you uh, to, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then 
You will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you so that you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I'm going to pray and we're going to dig into this. I love this word God has given me. God, thank you for your word. God, it is your word we're proclaiming tonight, not my words, but your word. It says in John 1, in the beginning was the word that is Jesus Christ. God, you are the word. And God, from your mouth and Genesis, when you opened your mouth and said, let there be, it was the word of God, Jesus, leaving your mouth to create all things for himself, by himself, through himself. And God, you are allowing us to take part of that. Thank you that God, you're letting us participate in your word tonight. I pray you'd speak it so strong and clearly to us. I pray that God, we'd feel you and know you in a special way. And God, we just speak to those maybe in, in troubled times even right now. God, we know this is a season where some uh, are struggling maybe more than others. Some feel more alone. God, let your word wash over them tonight. And we ask that it purify us and all the stuff that's not of you would just wash away. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get into it. The title of my message, if you didn't see already here on YouTube, is Bling. Talking about that that bling tonight. Now I ain't talking about necessarily this, except I wore my I wore my little bit. Of, I got my gold chain bling right now. I wore this for the message, but I ain't talking about you know that kind of bling. I ain't talking about the kind of bling that's on Grace Grace Iverson's finger that she just got from Aaron. That kind of bling, or maybe uh, Clarissa and Big B they get married soon. That kind of bling. I ain't talking about y'all see PT's chains. You see his gold rings, like, like PT got some bling, right? I ain't talking about that kind of bling, though. No. I'm going to get into it a little bit more here as we get into the night, but I ain't talking about that kind of bling. But there is a type of bling that we wear I'm going to get into here. Verse 12, let's get back into it again. Here we go. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. And I love that Paul starts this way in this section because this is such a huge statement. Because it shows the confidence that Paul has in the church, in the Philippians. He knew that not only when he was with them did they show off their love and their faith in Jesus, but even when he was away, they did the same. And I love this thought because I think so many different people, they're trying to look the Jesus part, but they're not willing to act the Jesus part. It shows here when he's speaking this of them that they're not just looking the church part, looking the whole God, faith, scripture following kind of part. Like It doesn't just look that way when he's present, but even when he's absent, they really love Jesus and they are not just trying to look a part, but they are really trying to live a part, the follower of Jesus Christ kind of part. This quarantine season, can I tell you, while I'm away from you, while we're away from each other, all of us, this is the perfect season, the perfect opportunity to really test whether we're the real deal for Jesus Christ. To really test whether we're like for real going to live our faith out for Jesus Christ. Not just when people can see, but also when people can't see. Not just showing off our worship and we're on the same room and we can look apart, but actually when you're just now right now in your basement or in your bedroom or in your car or wherever you are getting wi-fi at some uh restaurant or you know right outside the restaurant i don't know if you can do that that'd be a good idea if you could though wherever you are 
Are you actually living the part for Jesus? Are you worshiping him just because you know we're called to worship him, not just because anybody can see you worship him? Because we know, girls, 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 I know how it is. I know, I know, like, you see that guy, right? And he, like, technically one of those bad boys kind of guy. Like, he ain't really following Jesus, but he knows. He comes, he shows up to church, he kind of sees what everybody's doing. He's like, okay. And he reaches out his hands and he looks the part and the girls are all like, oh, oh, man. He look good, dress good, and worship good. Oh, I got to marry him. Like, he my man. I need him. I need him. And boys, I, I know, guys, I know the same thing, man. You see that, gir- that girl and she's just loving on people and she worships Jesus and she takes those pictures with her coffee with like a little like, like it's like the foam, but it's not a heart. It's like a cross in the foam and got the Bible sitting there and it's like, oh man, that girl, she looked good and she loved Jesus. Okay. My girl, listen, I ain't talking about what people can see on social. I ain't talking about what people can see on a typical Wednesday when we're in the physical location, same location together. I'm talking about Paul saying, even when you're absent, I have a confidence that you're serving Jesus. So what he does is he's given an encouragement here, and then he brings a challenge along. He said, hey, you're doing well. I'm proud of you. But if you want to keep going, if you want to stay strong, not only presence and absence, but in general, even when I leave this earth, if you want to keep going strong, that's how he follows up right now, verses 12 and 13. He says, you're going to need to continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. You see it? You need to work out your salvation here, he says. Work out your salvation. Now, this could become confusing for some because he uses the word work And a lot of us, when we hear work, it's like sweat and I got to work for something. And, oh, like, I don't know if I want to work, you know, have to have to go to work or I got to go to work just to make a paycheck or I got to just work for this and I don't really feel like it or whatever. But you understand when Paul wrote this, he didn't say work for your salvation. He said, work out your salvation. You can't work for something that's a gift. If my wife gives me a gift for my birthday, a gift for Christmas, I can't then say, hey, can I work for this? How much was this? Can I pay you back? Like, it's a gift. It's made to be received, loved, cherished. It's not made to be worked for. He's not saying work for your salvation. He's saying work out your salvation. Salvation is a free gift. You can't owe God for it. You can't pay God back for it. Salvation is a free gift that you can't work for, but you can work out. So when Paul's telling them to work out their salvation, what he's saying, he's using a reference because in that time, when they said like to work out, it could have also meant to like, uh, like working a mine or working a field, meaning they would go and they would get like a valuable ore out of a mine or they would reap like a harvest in the field. So when they would say work for, a lot of times they would attribute to like being in the mine or uh, being out at the harvest. Now, you have to understand, like, when I say work out, what I think of right away, you know, I mean, hitting the gym. What do I got here? This is like, this is, a, this is 50. This is 50 right here. Kevin Spearing. You like that? Cody, eat your heart out. Sid, if you're watching this, you're welcome. Working out, baby. That's how it's done right there. My arms are tired. This is actually only 20. I'm going to set this back down. When I think of working out, this is what I'm thinking of here. What am I doing? I am working a muscle, putting pressure, even tearing the muscles so I can produce a product 
so I can grow the muscle to be bigger. You, you know, if you've ever seen like certain movies where actors like lose a ton of weight and they're like sickly and everything and then the next movie they're like the Incredible Hulk or something, right? They are working out these muscles to produce growth, to produce a product that is bigger, that is stronger, that's greater than what they currently have. So when the Apostle Paul is telling him to work out, he's saying, develop what God has given you, your salvation, what I've taught you. That's the beauty of the Word of God, is Jesus does something so specifically special through the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our lives, in our minds, but then... We take the Word of God, what God has taught us, what Paul was teaching them as we're reading, it's now teaching us. You take that in combination, and as you work that all together, it begins to grow and to develop us. So my question, whether in my presence or absence, just as Paul would say, are you working out your salvation? In this season, have you been spiritually working out? Have you been spiritually saying, God, I know this is a time right now I may never get again, a time where I've been quarantined, where I've been set aside, where I said, Lord, would you help me to work out my salvation? Would you help me? Would you show me? Would you direct me? Would you guide me? Would you open my mind up? Have you asked him? Are you working out and developing your salvation? Or have you literally sat your salvation, sat your faith, sat your life on the bench, and all that you're doing in this season is just focus on playing a lot of video games or focus on, I don't know, sitting around being bored or doing what you want and you haven't taken advantage of this beautiful season God's given you. Now listen, if I'm just being honest, I've been running with my head cut off, man. It's been crazy. Like I, like I, I can barely keep up. My team can barely keep up. Our church, like staff and, and employees, can, like it's nonstop keeping up with doing church this way. It's actually way harder than being in physical location. Way harder. But I have still learned so much from God. Even at my crazy pace, I have found my moments still with God. I've still, like, when I go on a run, I've listened to probably Philippians verse, uh, chapters 1 through 4. I've probably listened to it literally like 30 times at this point. And I just allow the Word of God to wash my mind. At times, I've just gone in my backyard and I've just walked around. And I've listened to the birds just chirp. And I've just been like, okay, God, I'm not going to say anything for a little bit. I'm just going to walk around. Have you taken time? during this season to develop and work out your salvation. Paul tells them to continue working it out. Why? Because God, as we work out, God wants to work in us, Scripture says, to fulfill His purpose. Now, I would say it this way. God works in us so we can work out us. God works in us so we can work out us. So we can work out what he's placed in. See, you can't be obedient to God unless he's placed it in you. You can't be pure unless he's placed it in you. You can't be holy unless he's already placed it in you. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then through the power of the Holy Spirit, God has placed it in you. God is working something in you, but it's now your job to work out. As he places it in, God works in us, but now we have to work out us. It's like the same idea as God has placed muscles in my arm, but if I don't work them out, they won't become developed. So as God works in us for his amazing purpose to give him glory, we have to now receive this and work it out. How do you work out your salvation? Yes, prayer, reading the Bible, getting in the word of God, that is part of growing it. But when I hear work out, to me, that means take action. We talked last week about how your life matters, how you live, your decisions, like your life 
matters. So when we talk about taking an action, uh, a lot of you, when you think of like working out your salvation, you might think a lot of like just what you do in private time. But I'll tell you, that is very important because that builds, private builds a public life. But what you do in front of people is so monumental in how it leads them. Part of, I think, working out your salvation is set an example, as we talked about last week, that magnifies Jesus, that honors Jesus, that exalts Jesus. And now, and I, and I, Philippians 1.20, it says that he was exalted in his body, another transition, magnified in his body. What we do in front of people, the way we live our lives, not to be fake. I'm not saying do it, do it to just put on a show, but I'm saying truly when we encounter God, and say in the private, what we bring into the public, it's made to magnify and exalt Jesus so that others can follow that example. What's a practical way we can do that? I'm glad that you ask. I have a lot of rhetorical questions to kind of just get us thinking together and asking questions. So I told you the title of my message is bling. So here's bling number one. Bling number one is grumbling. Okay, grumbling. Let's get in the scriptures. Philippians 2 verse 14. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. So bling number one is grumbling. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Now, I got to tell you right out of the gate, not all bling is something you should be wearing. I see some people wearing some really funny stuff. If I can just be honest, it makes them look dumb. And they're trying to like have some cool fashion style or something. And some bling that they're wearing look pretty dumb. Like you got like the Flava Flav clock or whatever. I don't know what, why he wanted to wear that clock. It's like kind of cool because it's so weird. But at the same time, it's kind of dumb if we're being honest. You got to realize some, uh, some, here we go. Some bling is dumb. So I'd kind of like in referring to what Apostle Paul said in verse 14, grumbling is dumb bling. If I could say it that way. Like the Apostle Paul, he's saying do, do everything without grumbling, without complaining, without arguing. So grumbling is dumbling. Like why can't we live our lives with grumbling and arguing? Why is this a big deal? Why is he saying if you grumble, if you argue, it's going to like bring some bad results? Why? Why? Because if we do, if we live grumbling and arguing, it doesn't represent Jesus the way we were made to. Let me show you. We live in a world full of complainers and fault finders. They love to point the finger at people. They love to blame other people. They love to sue people and argue and grumble. Grumbling and arguing, Paul is talking about here. So when we choose to wear that kind of bling, when we choose to take on the grumbling, then there's no contrast between our life and their life. Because everybody in the world is complaining and mad at, mad at their boss and talking about how they're a bad boss and grumbling about, you know, like their work hours, grumbling about the governor's decisions, grumbling about this. Like everyone can find something, but they're grumbling, they're complaining, they're arguing. So when we do the same thing, we don't look any different. In no way do we contrast the world. Why is it important to have a contrast, to, to look different? Why? Look what he says, verses 14 to 16. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Meaning nobody has anything to say about you negative because you aren't a grumbler or a complainer or arguing. Be blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Meaning they all warp, they all crooked, they all grumble and complain a lot. But if you choose not to, you're going to be pure, blameless, a child of God, and they won't be able to find fault in you. Even the fault finders won't be able to find it. 
He continues, he says, then as you do that, you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. This brings me to bling number two. Bling, bling, bling. Bling number two is mumbling. Not just the grumbling, but the mumbling. I got the ugliest fumbling, tipping, tumbling, stumbling, worse so far. I'm just rumbling through the stum. That's all. I, I messed it up and that's still all I know. PT, you can kick it for us later, maybe another day. But I up here right now with my bling. I'm basically like Pastor Tyler up here, rap extraordinaire. Sup, man? Grumbling, mumbling, fumbling, tumbling, stumbling. You like that? You see how many rhymes I just pulled out? Not even in my notes. Sign me up, apostle. I don't know what that was. Sorry. I've been alone down here for a long time. Y'all leave me alone. Let me keep preaching. Here we go. Bling number two, mumbling. For me, I don't know if this is just a pet peeve of mine or what. I feel like there's nothing worse to me than when somebody is mumbling. Like when I'm trying to talk to somebody and they're mumbling. There's been times where I've been talking to Sid and I'll be like, what's that, Sid? And she just goes, yeah, this is over there. I'm just like, uh, uh, sorry, I, I couldn't hear you over the mouse in the corner over here. What did you just say? Because not only does she have a really quiet voice, but then sometimes she mumbles some stuff. Now on the... I guess on the flip side, she says she needs earplugs when I talk because I talk so loud. I get it. Basically, I come upstairs as Zealand's in a nap. She goes, shh, don't be loud. I go, what do you mean? I wasn't talking. She goes, you even walk too loud. I get that from my dad. He's a loud walker too, man. My dad would come home and I could hear his footsteps. Like I am like, huh? dad's home. Okay, so Sid though, when she's mumbling, it, it bothers me. Anybody, and you know, I'm not saying that like somebody struggles with like speech attempts. I mumble sometimes with my words on accident because I just start slurring them together. I do that. But I'm talking about when somebody is intentionally lazy and they're mumbling. See, it's not just the grumbling, but it's a whole lot of mumbling that's coming out of the mouth of the church today. What I'm, when I say that, what I mean is many of us, as we're proclaiming the gospel, there's two things I see. One is silence from the church. There's a lack of proclamation of the gospel. There's a lack of people proclaiming the word of God. But the other thing I hear is a whole lot of mumbling, especially at this age. It's like you might wear a wear one shirt because it, maybe it looks cool enough, or you might go to like one of our encounters or an event or something because it, it is cool. But then when it talks about actually like, like when it comes to actually wearing your faith, living it out, you just start mumbling. People, people might ask you like, hey, so what church you go to? I go get, get with somebody there. Uh, what's that? I couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah, get, get with somebody. You just start mumbling. It's like God gives you the opportunity. He tees you up. Somebody's going through a hardship. You see on social media, you see when, when you were at school and your family, whatever it is, and he tees you up to proclaim the gospel and you just start mumbling. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, follow, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. What's that? Yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And even at, at your best for some reason, when you, like, it's, I'm, I'm a follower. You don't get to a point where you say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. In case you didn't hear me, let me just make it abundantly clear for you. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. If people go on your social media, are you mumbling or are you clear? Can they tell that you're a follower of Jesus Christ when they go on your social media? When people talk to you, if people were to go into your Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is, if they were to go in there and see what you've been watching, what would it look like? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Or I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. What does it look like? Do you look, talk, act? Are you like the world or are you different here? 
Because what the Apostle Paul is trying to set up here, he says, you're supposed to be so different that when the world is dark, you're going to shine like stars. In the midst of a world so desperately in need of Jesus, so caught up in their anxieties and their depression and their suicidal tendencies and their darkness, you're going to shine. You know, the media is not talking about a whole lot, but the suicide rates are higher than COVID-19. The death's happening. And this is like something to take so seriously. Like we just lost a young man in our community here this week. This is something so, to take so seriously that there are people really struggling. They're in darkness. They need the truth of Jesus. They need our love. They need our prayers. But listen, if you ain't shining, then you're dull just like them. If you're not saying, listen, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. No mumbling here. Let me make it clear. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be catching me trying to be all mumbling my faith. I'm gonna remain strong. Here's, here's what I've even found. Even in my weekdays, when I stumble, I don't mumble. Can I just make that clear as well? Even when I stumble in my faith, I get up and I go, my bad. I shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. I had to do that to my wife the other day. I hugged her and I go, hey, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have talked like that. I shouldn't have acted like that. I've had to do that with multiple people in my life because even when I'm stumbling, I still am not mumbling. I'm going to make it clear I screwed up and Jesus loves me. He forgives me and I keep going. And I'll make it clear that I'm a child of God. Even on my worst day, I'm still a child of God. But there's people struggling through some real darkness. And listen, we are the light of the world. Jesus said that in Matthew 5. He said, you are the light of the world. I love it because in John 1, it says that he is the light of the world. And then in Matthew 5, he tells us, you are the light of the world. Why? Because when the light, remember, within, he works in, and then we work out. As he places the light of who he is within us, it illuminates around us as we work it out. And as we work out our salvation, people are seeing that light and it's drawing them in. And because we are the light, that means we have the answer. Because we are living a life to honor Jesus, that means we have a hope. And can I tell you, the world is in need of truth, love, hope, peace. You name the things, the virtues that the Bible declares, they're in need of it. But if you're mumbling, they can't get it. If you're not clear of who you stand for, if you're not clear of who your God is, if you're not clear with, hey, I belong to Jesus. I love being a part of the We're One fam. I love my church gateway. I love the opportunity to live this life. Yeah, I got bad days. Yeah, I feel anxious at times. Yeah, I've even struggled with suicidal thoughts. Yeah, I've looked at porn. Yeah, I've done this. I've done that. Whatever you would list, right? You can still say, even on my darkest day, because the light is within me, if the darkness is all around me, I'm still going to illuminate wherever I go. I'm still going to shine, even on my darkest day. I still got some light in me to shine. Man, I know y'all would be going nuts right now because I can feel God's presence as I preach this. I'm telling you, this is a day for us to recognize that on the darkest days and the darkest hours, the light still shines because it is not around us. It is within us. And we have to work out that light. So how do we become clear? How do we make sure that we keep from mumbling? Look what the Apostle Paul said, verses 15 and 16. He said, Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to what? The word of life. This Bible, whatever Bible you can get, you can get it digitally if you just go to weareoneyouth.com slash online and click I've Accepted Jesus. Digital Bible right there paper Bible, whatever you can get, whatever you can get your hands on because of this word right here, reading it, preaching it. Afterwards, we're about to go into fams. We're going to discuss it. However, this word comes out because we hold firm to this word, because we trust this word, because we believe this word. That is what keeps Jesus illuminating in us 
out of us for the world to see. This is what makes it clear. The Word of God, us trusting, believing, and following it. Follow His Word. The Apostle Paul starts off in verse 12. He said, because you were obedient, obey this Word. As you read it, say, Lord, convict me with that. Teach me how to live that. Lord, I, I don't know exactly. I'm struggling. Uh, I've never done this before. God, take me in a new place. you got to ask Him. I've been doing that all quarantine. Like, man, I was like, man, Lord, I'm, I've been serving you since I was four, 28 years. And wow, I still got a long way to go. Trust this Word. Let it take you there. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Let his word guide you. Paul finishes off in verse 16 of chapter 2. And he says, and he makes it so known right here, that because I've held onto the word of God, I'm not mumbling or grumbling. But what does he say? Verse 16. And then he says, after I do all that, meaning I ain't mumbling, I ain't grumbling, I ain't living that. Because of that, I will be able to boast on the day of Christ, meaning the day I go home, the day he comes back, whatever it is, on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. As I live that life, I will be able to proclaim that I did not run or labor in vain. See, the idea of running here that the Apostle Paul is bringing up, it's a connection to the Roman world, as I talked earlier in a, in a previous message, that they were very into the athletics and running and Olympics and stuff like that. So he's using this reference to say, you know what? I'm running for Christ. I'm running Christ's way. I'm running the way that he's called me to run. I'm running for Christ. I am running without mumbling or grumbling. I'm running. And he made sure he was abundantly clear. No mumbling in his life. None whatsoever. He was so clear. Look at this. Verses 17 to 18. He said, I just want to make it abundantly clear. Even if life is hard, look it. Even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith. Let me make it clear. I am glad and rejoice with all of you. And you should be glad and rejoice with me. What is he saying here? He's making it so clear. He's saying, even if right now, remember, he's in prison as he's writing this. He's saying, even as I'm facing trial that I could be executed, he says, I'm being poured out like a drink offering. This was a reference to the book of Numbers, chapter 15, where the priest would come and pour out a drink offering. He's saying, even as my life could come to an end, it could right now be poured out. He's saying, let me make it so abundantly clear. Even in the midst of this, I will rejoice. I will be glad. Even in my hardest trouble, you ain't going to hear me mumbling or grumbling. I will rejoice in who God is. And then he's telling the church at Philippi, he's saying, there's still no grumbling or mumbling that's going to be happening here, but watch my life. I rejoice in your faith. Can I tell you, we were praying that right before we started tonight, and I was just praying over you guys, and, and the team was praying. We we're saying, Lord, we just pray that not just in our presence, but even in our absence, that, Lord, their faith would grow. And as they grow in Christ, we rejoice. We rejoice, Lord, even if we have to go through any hardships. At times, you know, this is nothing compared with the Apostle Paul that some of those guys went through. But at times, this is not easy what we're doing. The technology and all the different things going on, this is hard. Like, this is like, this is like long nights. This is like 12, 14, 16-hour days. This is like our team doesn't sleep half the time to put this on. Why? Why do we do it? Because we want the gospel to get out. And I asked my team last night, I go, how you doing? Are you sleeping? How you doing? They didn't grumble once. They didn't complain. They knew why they were doing it. And they stood fast. No mumbling came out of their mouth. This is what he's telling the church. So the question is, how did Paul reject wearing grumbling and mumbling? How did he reject that? How did he make sure he wouldn't put that on? Because he knew what kind of bling he had to wear. Right here, the last bling, it was actually the first one he referenced. I'm going to end with it right here. 
he tells us what kind of bling to wear. Bling number three. This is the only one you should wear. Trembling. The Apostle Paul, he said in Philippians 2, verses 12 to 13, that's how we started. He said, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. As you wear this, he's saying, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God has a good purpose for you. He wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something powerful in your life. But you got to make sure that you live out your life with trembling. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, Monday. Monday? Monday. Monday was like probably the scariest day for me that I can think of in a long time. Scary with Zeeland. Zeeland, you saw him, so he's obviously okay, but... He really scared us on Monday. Uh, long story short, Sid was speaking to the women on Monday night with my mom and the ladies in the church. So I was on Zealand duty. Bad idea. Dad, that's not a very good babysitter, I guess. And so I uh, changed his diaper, um, got him in his PJs, uh, brushed his teeth, and then he got hungry. So we ate. So then the tooth brushing, teeth brushing didn't really make sense. He ate a bunch of snacks because he always goes, more please. He always goes like that. And he, wants to put it in his mouth, he's doing sign language. So I'm like, oh, I gotta help, you know, I gotta help him out, give him some snacks. And then we were just hanging out, it was good. I, uh, I, I called Pastor Luke and was on the phone with him and we're kind of talking uh, about some stuff with the church, some ministry stuff. And I sat Zealand down on the chair and I was right there with him. He was sitting at, you know, he's sitting up, you know, what, foot and a half, whatever a chair is off the ground, it's quite a ways. And he's sitting, he's sitting there, but he's good and he balances well at this point. Um, but as you saw in the video, he's really getting to the point where he uh, is walking more and he likes to get up and stand. And so he's good. He's sitting there, he's eating snacks and I'm kind of there talking on the phone and literally I turn from him and I'm talking like this on the phone. And next thing you know, I turn back, he's standing on the chair and he did a full on like, if you've seen people like in the pool where they just go back and they do like a straight back smacker, he literally, he, his foot slipped as he's off the chair. So you figure if he's here and he's standing about this high, about this high and he slips and he goes straight back. He hits his back and his head on the floor. I don't know which one he hit first. I literally like, it was, happened so fast. And he kind of just stopped and he just went, <gasps> didn't breathe for a second. And then he goes, nah, he started crying. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. I immediately started probably praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. And I picked him up. I'm like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, it's okay. And then uh, babies, if you've never seen it before, sometimes when they cry, they won't know to breathe at the same time. And so he's like this and he's going, <gasps> And usually it's not that bad, so I'm like, Whew. you blow on his face and blow on their face. It's what you do. I'm like, Whew. it's okay, bud. It's okay. It's okay. He just went, Whew. and he just stopped breathing. And finally, I blew in his face. He goes, <laughs> he's crying. He's freaking out. And he's crying. I, I'm like yelling. I'm yelling in tongues at this point. I'm praying. Sid's downstairs, right down here. I'm upstairs. I run down. I run. Hand her off to Sid because as I'm coming down the stairs, he goes in this moment where he blacks out. He passes out, his eyes go back in his head, and he's like this, and his mouth's open, like almost drool coming out, like he's about to like throw up or something, and he can't, he's not breathing, and he's just, his eyes rolling back, and I freaked out. I'm running down, I'm, I'm going to Sid, I'm, I'm like, I'm crying, I'm trying to keep my composure. I call 911. And my mind just went blank and I'm like, what am I even, what am I even going to say right now? Like, I, I don't even know what just happened. They asked me questions and I just kind of like, they asked like my, me and my address and what, what row was nearby. And I'm just, I didn't even know what to say. Like I'm in this point of absolute like panic. I didn't even know what to say. Now, long story short, ambulance comes. Guys, miracle of God, literally not a reg mark, not a bruise, 
no bleeding, completely fine. Like literally, he hit, that moment happened, 15 minutes later, he's laughing, he's pointing to like dogs and cats and ball, he always goes ball, ball, ball. He's, he's like completely himself. Pastor Luke and Kay got here like right after the ambulance just to check on it because I was on the phone with Pastor Luke and I forgot about that. He's hearing all this happen in the background and, and I was just freaked out, like completely freaked out in that moment. And I remember as, uh, as it all happened, I, I was reflecting on it today, at the end of the night, I went down on my face before God and I didn't know what to do besides just thank him, praise him, glorify his name. I searched God is so good in Apple Music and I turned on God is so good and I just began to play that song and began to worship God and say, God, you are good. You are good. You do all things right. Jesus, thank you for protecting my son or healing him or whatever just happened. Thank you, Jesus, because I saw how hard he just hit from how high he just hit. I know that was my bad on my watch and I wasn't watching, but Jesus, thank you that you were always watching. Jesus, thank you that you were always under control. Thank you that your purpose is good and you're working in me. And as I'm working that out, Lord, you are doing a great thing, even in my son at a young age. Thank you, Jesus. And I stopped and I had this thought, God, as I'm praying, I'm praying Monday night, I go, God, thank you for this. But Lord, would you give me strength to worship you this way when it doesn't go my way? Would you give me strength to worship you this way when not everything's good and not everything's right how I want it to be, but to believe that you are still good and you will still bring all things together good in a great way for the good of those that love you. See, when we're trembling, what we are doing before God, fear and trembling, the Apostle Paul says, what we are doing is we are taking our relationship with God seriously. We're fearing him, meaning we respect him. We honor him. We put him first. We're taking it seriously. Each day we're coming to the Lord and we're humbling ourselves. We're saying, Lord, I trust you. I put you first. I tremble before you. The apostle Paul knew that as long as he had trembling, he wasn't going to have grumbling or mumbling or any of that other stuff. As long as he had trembling going on in his life, he was respecting the Lord. He was trusting the Lord. And I got to tell you, there was this moment when I had zeal, and I remember it so clearly. Before I came downstairs, before Sid, I remember I'm holding him, I'm trying to get him to breathe, I'm panicking, and I felt immediately like something come over me, and I had this moment. And I stopped, and I prayed this, even out loud. I said, Lord, this is my moment. This is my moment. This is my faith test moment. This is my moment to right now declare and decide that no matter the outcome of this, no matter what happens, I will trust you. I will praise you. I mean, Zealand is like, he's starting to black out at that point. I'm, I'm freaking out and I'm running to grab sin. I go, Lord, no matter what happens, I know I call him my son, but ultimately, Lord, this is your son. This is your child. You created him. You're the one with the purpose for him. You're, you're the one with the plans that you've declared for him. So Lord, no matter what, I am going to trust you with this moment. And I had this kind of faith testing moment, this trembling before God that kept me in check with the Lord. As I trembled in his presence, I knew that Lord, he's yours. I trust you with him. I fear you and you alone. I trust you ultimately and you alone. I love you with all my heart. It was like this faith moment. I said, Lord, I give him to you right now. I trust you. It was right after that. He blacked out. He's blacked out. And his, his eyes are going back in his head. And I run down with Sid. I call 911. 15 minutes later, you saw him 
pooping in the tub tonight in his bath, first time. Zealand, gosh, why'd you do that? But you know what? I know how dumb and stupid this sounds. You know how thankful I am for that poop in the tub tonight? <laughs> you know how thankful I am that my son is okay? Not a bruise, not a scratch, not a bump. He literally, I, we know this for sure because with the helmet he wears uh, for uh, helping his head grow properly, he had an appointment at Cranial Technologies yesterday. They said, something happened? He looks completely fine. There's nothing wrong. We see nothing. They're checking out the whole infrastructure of his head. There's nothing wrong. Listen, you will never go wrong with wearing trembling. You will never go wrong with fearing the Lord and him only, loving him, him alone, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and trembling before him, saying, Lord, I put you first. I trust you. I respect you. You know why? Because as long as you live in trembling before God, you won't live a life of grumbling or mumbling when the world sees you, but they will see that you are there trembling before him to magnify him and him alone and as you work out your salvation with fear and trembling what happens is others see that and you know what they see they see you shining like stars Paul said in the midst of darkness they see you shining and you know what they see as they see your life shining as they see that you talk differently you, you watch different things you post different things you do things just different as they watch your life in their darkness they will see you shining and you know what they will see they will see Jesus illuminated within you. As you work it out, he is working within and they will see that. Will you bow your heads, close your eyes with me. Lord, as we just kind of just take a moment to be reverent in your presence, to hear from you before we're going to go into fam discussion, all of this, Lord, to talk about this, to glean from you. We just ask right now, Holy Spirit, would you speak to every heart? Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, you've called us to not work for salvation. It's a free gift you want to give every person right now under the sound of my voice. You want to give it to them. But you asked us to work it out. God, help us to wear the right bling. God, help us to live a life with trembling and fear before you in a healthy way that acknowledges that you are God, that we are not, that we will trust you with our life and we respect you and we honor you. Help us to magnify your name. If there's one person out there right now, just one person that's on this live or you will watch it later, and you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, you don't have a personal relationship with Him, this whole concept of fear and trembling is all new, but grumbling and mumbling, you get that. You would, you would say that's what your life looks like. But you're saying tonight, right now, heads bowed, eyes closed, let's just revere the Lord in this moment. You would say, I don't have that relationship a Jesus, can I tell you, that died on the cross for your sins. A Jesus that in your worst, darkest hour, he still wants to shine within your life if you would let him. If that's you, if you don't have a relationship with him, I want to make this your moment right now. And uh, I'm going to pray a prayer with you. Something even amazing you could do is just right there in the chat, after you pray this prayer, just put, I accepted Jesus. Make it that simple. I am working out my salvation, whatever you want to say. But let somebody know in this chat because they want to pray with you. And in a second, we're going to have some next steps for you to help you on this journey. But would you pray this together with me? Would you just uh, use this as a moment to allow God to start working out something in your life as you're giving him yourself right now? Jesus, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, we invite you right now in this moment to come into our hearts, our minds, 
our bodies, our soul. We give you every part of us. And so now we're asking you tonight, through the blood you shed on the cross and the empty tomb to prove it, as you are God, you and you alone are God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We give you our whole self tonight, past, present, and future. It's all yours. Work in us. And our commitment tonight is that we will work out us. Show us how to do that through your word, through your spirit. As we talk to you, help us to clearly hear your voice in a world of distraction, in a world of noise. Let us hear the sound of your voice. Jesus, we thank you for your word and for what you're doing in our hearts. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen.